At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Friday, April 14th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you as we round out another week here on the podcast. Again, doing VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets Monday through Friday. That may change as we go throughout the course of the season and kind of get some more night games on Saturday specifically. But for right now, doing Monday through Friday here with the podcast, hopefully you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. And if you have, throw us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast content. I'd certainly appreciate it. It's good for the site. And also, you know what? If you like the show, push it up there in terms of the baseball podcasts that are out there and let everybody else hear what it is that you like about VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Before I dive into what is a very busy Friday card, so to remind you, over at VEASAN.com, lots of NFL draft coverage from myself and Zach Cohen, tons of NBA playoff preview content from Cohen and also Jonathan Von Tobel, Kelly Bidlin helping out with Hardwood Handicappers, which is another one of our great podcasts here at the site, Andy McNeil doing the NHL playoffs and also part of our VEASAN hockey betting podcast with host Danny Burke. So you can check all that stuff out over at vcin.com. Not to mention, we've got UFC, horse racing, tennis, golf on a weekly basis. Tons and tons of content for you to check out over there at the website. And if you're so inclined, $9.99 for that introductory offer to get access to all of our vcin premium content, our pro picks at a glance spreadsheet, all of our betting tools, our power ratings, all the things that are available for you there over at vcin.com. All right, so a lot of stuff going on on Friday here, uh, specifically a full slate of night games. So I'll get to that in a few minutes. But I don't know if it was yesterday or maybe it was Wednesday, but I talked about performance with runners in scoring position on the offensive side. And as I discussed yesterday on the show, you know, we are definitely getting more base runners. The walk rate is up. The batting average on balls in play is up with the shift ban. So we are getting more runners. It's just some teams are capitalizing on their opportunities better than others are. 
And, you know, we haven't really seen a dramatic uptick in power as of yet. One could be coming as the weather gets better. But for right now, the games are largely decided based on what happens with runners in scoring position. And that's usually true of every season. But it's certainly magnified here this year where, you know, we have 32 percent of base runners scoring. That's the highest we've had in over 20 years. Uh, We're just getting a lot of stolen bases, you know, more opportunities to drive in runs with singles and doubles than we usually get because of the high strikeout environment, the three true outcomes environment of strikeouts, walks and home runs, stuff like that. So that's really what a lot of this season has boiled down to so far is teams cashing in versus teams not cashing in. And so I thought that it would be good today to look at the pitching staffs and look at some of the pitching staffs that have gotten really fortunate with runners in scoring position versus those that haven't, especially since I talked about the offenses a couple of days ago. And I'll give you a refresh real quick on the offenses, just in terms of looking at their performance with runners in scoring position. You know, I remember the Royals being just well behind the pace of everybody else. In fact, now it's the Royals and the Padres who are tied with a 200 batting average. Now that has gone up for the Royals from where it was. I believe it was in the 160s when we talked a couple of days ago about this. But the big takeaway here that I was trying to, you know, the point I was trying to prove and really drive home here is that outliers that are extremes, outliers that are really extreme on one side or the other side are going to regress to the mean faster than some of the other outliers that may not be as extreme. So, for example, the Tigers are batting 202 with men in scoring position. That's well below the league average. The Royals, 200. The Padres, 200. Are the Tigers and the Royals good offenses? No, not really. But still, you know, there won't be a whole lot of teams that are that bad with runners in scoring position when all is said and done. When you look at last year, for example, the last place team was the Pittsburgh Pirates at 221. So right now we've got four teams, the Mets, the Tigers, the Royals, and the Padres that are all below that 221 mark. And of course, keep in mind, more batted balls are going for hits this season. So you know that's something that should bring the bottom up a little bit. You got the Cubs at 365, the Rays at 358, the Rangers 320, Twins 319, the Diamondbacks at 300. Last year, the top team in batting average with men in scoring position was the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's not surprising, but they were hitting 272 in that split. So I would expect, based on the rule changes and kind of what we've seen here so far, the top team to be somewhere around 280, something like that. Well, right now, we have eight teams that are at 280 or better. So this will all level off, but the extreme outliers like the Cubs, like the Rays, I would expect to regress back to the mean a little bit quicker here just because they are such massive outliers. And of course, when you talk about the Rays, I mean, they've played a bad schedule so far. They've played virtually nothing but last place teams to this point in the season. So that is something you want to factor into the equation with them. But on the pitching side now, and again, just to give you a frame of reference here, because I think it's important to look at the range that we're dealing with, the high and the low. So in 2022, the highest batting average against with men in scoring position, the Rockies at 286, the Royals 285, the Pirates 284. Those were the three highest. The lowest was the Dodgers at 196. That was 20 points better than anybody else as the Astros were at 216. So when we look at this season, the Brewers holding opponents to a 190 batting average with men in scoring position. 
the Twins, 192, the Yankees at 206. Now, all three of those teams, along with the Rays at 210, better than you know most of the teams, 29 of the teams from last season. So again, just kind of looking for some of these outliers to come to the forefront where the Rays are not going to have as much success both ways with men in scoring position as they are right now. The difficult thing is pinpointing when that will happen with them based on the strength of their rotation, based on how many good pitchers they have as starters. But right now, they're just an outlier in really both of those categories here. On the high side, the A's, that's not a big surprise. Also, the Tigers, both of those teams have played Tampa Bay, so that's kind of skewing their numbers a little bit. How about the Phillies? They've allowed a 325 batting average with men in scoring position so far. Uh, interestingly enough, the Dodgers are bottom five at 311, so their run prevention hasn't been as good as it's been in past seasons here. And again, I'm just looking at the extreme outliers, and these are things you can look at with the leaderboards over at Fangraphs, over at Baseball Reference, and kind of get an idea for yourself. There are eight teams right now allowing a batting average of 300 or better with men in scoring position. The A's, Tigers, Phillies, Royals, Dodgers, Orioles, Mariners, and Rockies. Last year, nobody allowed a batting average higher than 286. So this is some fun with early season sample sizes where things are open to a lot of variance, but you go through and you start looking at these things and you go, you know what? They're not going to keep being this bad in that situation. You know, I mean, the A's, for example, have walked 25 guys with a runner in scoring position against only 20 strikeouts. That's probably not going to continue as bad as they are, as bad as they're going to be. But these are the things that you want to look at here because these teams that are getting off to really, really hot starts, they will cool off. These teams that are getting off to really, really bad starts, they're not going to play that bad throughout the course of the season. I mean, again, I don't think anything of the Oakland A's, they're not going to win 37 games this year, which is what they're on pace for based on their win percentage so far. I don't think anything of the Tigers this year, but they're not going to be a team that only wins 41 games this year. So the bad teams will get better. The good teams will kind of fall back to the pack a little bit, but you want to look kind of at more of the statistical reasons why they're off to such a good start and performance with runners in scoring position, both offensively and defensively uh, will be a couple of things that you can take a look at. And in fact, I will, what I'll do is I know that was a lot of numbers to throw at you here on the show coming up after a short break. We'll take a look at the Friday card here on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in, everybody, to VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Once again, I'm your host, Adam Burke, here on the show. And, uh, you know, as I said, I want to make sure I get that scoring position data out to you. So I will either uh, put it I put it in the quote tweet, but then also put it in the article. But again, the thing that you want to really be thinking about here is, you know, if you see a team that's just scoring a bunch of runs, winning a bunch of games, all of that, they're not going to continue at the same pace. And similarly, the bad teams won't be nearly as bad as we've seen them be here so far. And and really, I think I'm just trying to use this as an introduction to sample size and, and kind of looking at, you know, regression to the mean, which is a big part of my handicapping process, and just sort of trying to get you in the frame of mind that, you know, stats are open to a lot of interpretation in small sample sizes. And that's been the case here, I think, uh, with this Major League Baseball season so far. All right, so let's take a look here at this Friday card. Again, 15 games all of them at night. And I will preface this by saying that I was interested in a lot of underdogs here today. There were a lot of dogs that really kind of caught my attention, caught my eye. I wound up kind of whittling them down a little bit. Hopefully I didn't pick the wrong underdogs to back because you know you do have to get a little bit lucky with underdogs. I mean, they're not supposed to win the game. You know, you're going to lose more often than not when you're picking an underdog because they're just simply not supposed to win the game. So, you know, it kind of becomes a matter of sort of picking and choosing because I don't make my own numbers. You know, I don't produce my own lines for games in baseball like I do in college football where maybe I have a little bit, um, you know, I don't want to say better idea of getting underdogs, but just simply I have a different point of reference, right? I have an idea of where the line should be. If my line is way off, I know to sprinkle the money line in that game, something like that. For baseball, I don't create my own lines. So that's something where, you know, I'm just looking at underdogs thinking, okay, I think this team has a better chance of winning the game than the line implies. So it was a little bit tricky today, I think kind of looking through some of those underdogs, but I'll run through the ones I liked that I didn't play and then get to the four plays that I do have here uh, for this Friday slate. So one of the underdogs I was looking at here, actually in the first game on the board by rotation number, I looked real hard at the Reds with Connor Overton on the mound against Taiwan Walker, Walker in the Phillies, anywhere from a minus 145 to a minus 150 favorite, total up to 10 in that game at Great American Ballpark. A little bit of rain in the forecast, so it could be a delayed start. But, you know, Taiwan Walker is dealing with a pretty significant velocity decrease through his first two starts here this season. And the thing of it is, he threw the ball pretty hard in the World Baseball Classic. So kind of some speculation out there that maybe he's going through a bit of a dead arm period where the velocity's down a little bit. Now, the numbers, they're okay for Taiwan Walker. They're certainly not great. But that's a guy that, you know, when you look at him and you kind of look at his stats throughout the course of his career, he does give up some home runs. He throws a lot of strikes, doesn't walk a lot of guys, will give up some home runs. And when you go into a place like Great American Ballpark, that's pretty concerning. I, I wish the weather forecast was a little bit better here. Uh, and maybe I would have taken the shot with this one. 
but it's also hard to back Connor Overton, just a guy that's not a good starting pitcher, not really major league caliber. Uh, could be a high variance game here with that double digit total, which I do think is maybe a little bit better of a situation for betting on an underdog. I got close with taking the Reds today, but uh, ultimately I couldn't get there. So we'll see if they pull off the short upset, but that was one that was certainly on my short list for today. Another underdog that I looked very, very closely at was actually Justin Steele of the Chicago Cubs as they take on Noah Syndergaard and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers anywhere from minus 155 to as high as minus 175 out there uh, in the marketplace. Total of eight and a half in this game. Now, one of the things that's kind of difficult to figure out about a pitcher is his second start performance against the same team. And for Noah Syndergaard, he faced the Diamondbacks in back-to-back starts. He was exceptional in his first start and really bad in his second start. So I want to know why. I went in and looked to see, you know, is it something about facing the team for the second time? Was there something different about Syndergaard? And one of the things I noticed is that Syndergaard's vertical release point was a good bit higher from his first start to his second start. Now, it's entirely possible this is a tracking error, and it's just something to do with, you know, the positioning of the camera in two different ballparks. But when you get rocked and you're a guy like Syndergaard who throws sinkers and change up stuff that's supposed to go down on the way to the plate, if all of a sudden you're throwing from a higher arm slot, that ball needs to move a lot more to get down out of the hitting zone. And that wasn't the case for Syndergaard. He wound up living in the middle of the plate in that second start against Arizona. So to me, it didn't look like it was a matter of facing a team for the second time. It looked to me like it was a matter of, you know, just sort of not really having the same mechanics, a little bit of a mechanical issue there for him. So we'll see if the Dodgers do correct it. We'll see if it was just kind of a one-off thing or something like that. But for Noah Syndergaard today, I have some concerns. For Justin Steele, really, really good pitcher, high walk rate though. And the walk rate is a bit of a concern here because the Dodgers have walked in 20% of their plate appearances against left-handed pitchers so far this season. So Steele may be dealing with some traffic on the bases. That is something that I just kind of wanted to shy away from a little bit in that game. So I got close to taking the Cubs in an underdog role, uh, but I just, I I ultimately couldn't get there. Uh, So we'll see, you know, what they do and we'll see how Syndergaard responds. And if we see an adjustment with that release point. Another underdog that I gave a little bit of thought to here was actually going against my Cleveland Guardians. Cal Quantrill on the bump for them. Trevor Williams going for Washington. Quantrill and the Guardians, eh, about a minus 155 favorite, painted almost across the board. Total on this game of nine and a half. These are two pitch-to-contact guys. But the thing of it is, Quantrill has not really located all that well this season so far. He did have back-to-back starts against the Mariners. Didn't really look the part, didn't pitch all that great, I don't think, uh, in those two outings. But, you know, Trevor Williams is a guy that also pitches to a lot of contact. And the thing about him is throughout the course of his career, he's actually been pretty good at limiting hard contact. And when you look at the Guardians this season, you know, their offensive profile has not been impressive. You know, I know they've scored some runs here and there, they've had some higher scoring games, stuff like that. But when you look at this team, Their weighted runs created plus, WRC plus, is the fifth worst in baseball. They're down with the Rockies and the Nationals and the Royals and the Tigers. They've only hit six home runs this season. 
they've really had to manufacture a lot of their runs by drawing walks, stealing bases. They have 19 stolen bases. That's tied for the league lead uh, with the Baltimore Orioles. They've really had to manufacture a lot of their runs. And the thing that concerns me about them, and this was a concern last year too, although they were able to overcome it, they simply don't hit the ball hard. Their hard hit percentage is the fourth lowest in Major League Baseball, 32.8%. Their barrel percentage is easily the lowest at 3.6%. They just don't make a lot of quality contact. I mean, they put a lot of balls in play, and they get a lot of hits as a result, and they put pressure on the defense and stuff like that. But this is not a great offensive profile for Cleveland. So in a game where you've got two pitch-to-contact guys, there's a realistic chance that the Nationals do make a higher quality of contact in this game. But with that said, the Nationals have been much better against lefties. That is an angle that I've talked about a lot on the show and in the article already. So that is something that I will be kind of looking at as the season goes along. But that was one where I gave a lot of thought to the Nationals today in a pretty high-variance game. Uh, But again, just a dog I wasn't able to get there with. All right, so let's get to the plays I did make here for Friday and we start with an underdog in this matchup between the Pirates and the Cardinals uh, the Pirates victorious last night five nothing behind Vince Velasquez with six shutout innings which uh you could have given me a lot of opportunity to waste money on Vince Velasquez throwing six shutout innings against the Cardinals I'd, I'd probably be broke if you'd offered some kind of prop bet about that But today, you've got Johan Oviedo and Jake Woodford in this one. And and quite simply, this is a play where I just don't think that Woodford is deserving of being this big of a favorite. Woodford has allowed a hard hit percentage of 50% through his two starts, nine runs on 13 hits over nine innings. He's already given up four home runs. The Pirates are hitting for a lot more power this year. They're hitting the ball in the air much more frequently. That's been a good thing for them. And for Woodford, just a really shallow arsenal. You know, there's a reason why he got moved to the bullpen. And furthermore, he didn't have a whole lot of strikeouts last year as a reliever anyway. Strikeout percentage of only 12.8%. Just a really shallow arsenal with questionable command. You know, 85% of his pitches are fastballs and sliders. So as a hitter, you know, you don't have to think about five or six different pitches like you do with some starters. So I think this is a good matchup for this Pirates offense that has looked pretty good throughout the course of the season here. And then for Oviedo, a guy who was sent to Pittsburgh in the Jose Quintana deal last year. So he's facing his former team. Obviously, there's a little bit more juice behind a start like that. But, you know, for Oviedo, uh, another fastball slider type of guy, but, you know, good velocity on the fastball, a little bit of an uptick in velocity, actually, for this season. And, you know, following Velasquez's lead, Velasquez had 18 swings and misses and 46 swings yesterday. Uh, this Cardinals offense has been kind of below average. They really haven't performed all that well. Uh, the Pirates have had a great bullpen throughout the course of the season, top five bullpen. So I took the Pirates plus 135 here in this game beyond Oviedo as largely a fade of Jake Woodford. Next up on the board for me uh, is actually a total here. And this one's between the Angels and the Red Sox. So you got Patrick Sandoval going for the Angels, Tanner Houck going for the Red Sox. I like both of these guys. I really, truly do. I like the stuff profiles of both guys here. Big Sandoval guy, he's not really missing a whole lot of bats or generating a lot of strikeouts so far this season, but 
still, he's been really good. 27% hard hit percentage, and it starts against the Blue Jays and the A's. I was looking through some of his plate discipline metrics, kind of trying to get a feel for, uh, you know, why we're not seeing as many strikeouts for him. Swing strike rate is pretty close to league average for a starter. He's not throwing a whole lot of first pitch strikes. He's only at 50%, so that'll be a thing. He'll have to throw some more first pitch strikes. But his outside the zone contact percentage is 71.1%. He's never had a season higher than 59.5. So quite simply, he's just not getting swings and misses outside the zone. And when those come back, the strikeout rate will come back as well. Also, hasn't used his slider quite as much based on the handedness of the opposing batters that he's faced. That's something that should come back up. He's a strikeout per inning guy, you know, so the strikeouts will come for him. Uh, They just haven't come here yet. Maybe they start coming today here against Boston. But I do like Tanner Houck as well. Houck's given up a little bit more hard contact to the Orioles and the Tigers. But this is a guy that he's had really good numbers, whether he's started or relieved. Pretty deep arsenal. Both of these guys largely keep the ball on the ground, which I do like. They don't give up a lot of home runs. And the Angels and the Red Sox are not teams that steal a lot of bases. They kind of need the doubles and the home runs to be able to score. They have 10 combined stolen bases here on the season in a year where everybody, it seems like, is running wild. So even if Sandoval and Hauk give up a few hits, give up a few singles, I'm not sure that those are going to be that big of a problem. It's going to be a cooler night at Fenway Park as well, so that won't be as conducive for the hitters. This was nine and a half. It did get bet down overnight and in the early morning. I'll be like under nine in this game here between the Angels and the Red Sox. Next up, we go back to the underdogs here, and this is the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. Astros, about a $1.65 favorite out there in the marketplace. Total for this game is eight and a half with Martin Perez and Luis Garcia. And this is one where I'm looking to fade Garcia because he's struggling early on in the season, and I think the pitch clock has a lot to do with it. Now, Garcia's a guy that has had to completely overhaul his pre-pitch routine. He's a very slow guy, kind of did that rock the baby, wind-up type thing, all that. His walk rate this season, 11.1%. That's up from 7.3% last year, and his strikeout percentage is down from 24.4% to 17.8%. He's given up seven runs on 13 hits over just nine innings against the White Sox and the Twins. He just allowed a very high 61.5% hard hit rate against the Twins. He's given up four barrels in two starts. This is a guy that gave up 34 barrels all of last year in 438 batted balls. His velocity is down one and a half miles per hour on the fastball. He's really a two-pitch pitcher, too, with the fastball and the cutter. Uh, The cutter was not good against the Twins. The fastball hasn't been good in either start. Whereas Martin Perez is just kind of business as usual. You know, three earned runs on 13 hits and 10 and two-thirds. His hard hit rate against just 25.8%. Average exit velocity against just 83.8%. So he's locating very well early on in the season here. Garcia is not. Yeah, I wish Corey Seager was still around for the Rangers, although if he was, this line wouldn't be where it is. But I took a shot here for the first five with the Rangers and Martin Perez. Uh, That was plus 130 out there, although I think you can find plus 140 in the market. Just no feel for Garcia so far early in the season as he tries to adjust to the new rules of Major League Baseball. 
Lastly, I do have a favorite on the board for you here, and that's the Atlanta Braves laying $1.30 against the Kansas City Royals. Charlie Morton and Brady Singer in this one. And ultimately, I think this is just a cheap price on Atlanta because Brady Singer is being priced as if it's still last season, and it's not. And Brady Singer has not looked like the guy from last season. 64.7% hard hit percentage in two starts for Singer. He's allowed six runs on 10 hits in 11 innings. He's not getting swings and misses, which is a really, really big concern here. Uh, The stuff just doesn't look super sharp for him right now. And the Braves are not a team that you want to make mistakes with. The way to neutralize the Braves is to rack up swings and misses. If Brady Singer doesn't do that and he continues to throw the ball in the middle of the plate, he's going to get smashed in this start. And that's what that 65% hard hit percentage was kind of suggesting to me here uh, for today's outing. I don't love Charlie Morton. You know, I think Father Time is really catching up with Charlie Morton. But his first two starts this season were against the Cardinals and the Padres. Now he faces the Royals, who are 29th in weighted on base average. They're 28 points behind Oakland, who is 28th. The Royals are only better than the Detroit Tigers on offense from a weighted on base average standpoint. So this is a big step down in class for Morton. This is a step up in class for Singer. Singer is not locating well, giving up a lot of hard contact. Morton's not locating super well, although he's done a better job with the contact metrics. But now he faces a much lesser lineup. So Charlie Morton and the Braves at minus 130, the last of my four plays here for Friday. So we've got the Pirates at plus 135. We've got the under in Boston and Los Angeles with the Red Sox and the Angels. We got Texas at plus 130 for the first five money line, then the Braves minus 130. And as always, shop around for the best prices. Those are the number from DraftKings, which is what I use in the article and in the tracking sheet that's linked in the article. But shop around, find the best prices. That's the most important piece of advice I can give you on this show or on any show. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Rate, review, subscribe. Hope you have a great weekend, everybody, and I will talk to you again on Monday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.